17th of May. I'm Jordan, and I'm joined by Andrew. Hi. Welcome to my wind chime island. I was out back uh, not five seconds ago. Knocking the wind chimes around. And I counted at least 20. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't count any on the other sides of the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. It was good times. <laughs> We're reviewing not one, but two movies today. This is kind of a special episode. Yeah. Um, uh, We weren't a big fan of any of the movies coming out, so we looked at the back catalog of movies that we had watched, some some ones that people might be interested in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keanu, the Key and Peele vehicle, Mm -hmm. uh, we were reviewing that. That's the one not about uh, the actor, but a little kitty cat, Uh and... Besides that, we are also reviewing Hardcore Henry, mm-hmm. which was kind of uh, it's an actiony, a first-person action, right? Uh, film. Kind of experimental in a way. It started off as these uh, this crew of guys in Europe developed this kind of face rig for a mm-hmm. for a for a video camera system, and they used it to make a music video that got a lot of acclaim. A lot of people were talking about it on the internet mm-hmm. as this crazy thing, and and a company came in and said, "Hey." Let's make a movie with that. Mm. And they got some big people. We got Charlotte Copley in there. We got uh, Charlotte Copley. Yep, that's pretty much that's and, the big name in that um, one. Well, there's, a, there's a, another big name, but I mean, it's, he's not like a... Yeah, he's a cameo. He's a cameo. Uh, I think, in fact, uh, we'll review them opposite. We'll do Hardcore Henry first and then Keanu when we get down to it. Okay. Because that's the order they came out in. And the funny thing is, yeah, oh no, you're right, you're right, you're right. And the funny thing is, they're both kind of action films. Mm-hmm. But one is way funnier than the other one. Well, what, yeah, one is a comedy action film. One is a parody, and we'll yeah. get to that. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll get to that. And the other one is just the other one is just an action an film. action film that looks like a video game, so yeah. it probably makes people nauseous. Oh yeah, there's like our good lo- friend and uh, Matt Benson, sometimes guest on the show. Yeah, Benson. He he's he doesn't even think he could handle it. I don't think he could either. Yeah. Um, there's a percentage of the population of the world that would just be sickened by watching this film. Mm-hmm. But uh, but should we get into the top 10? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. I am number 10. The boss <laughs> of number nine. Barbershop, the next cut. And we had a special visitor. He was number eight. Keanu, who was a special guest and warrior in number seven. The Huntsman, Winter's War. Uh, which luckily did not come close to attacking number six. Zootopia, which you might visit on number five. Mother's Day. And uh, if you do, make sure that you don't go into number four. The Darkness, which you might live in if you were number three. The Money Monster. The Money Monster. I'm making it very official. Uh, which doesn't live, in, doesn't live in and is not spoken about in number two. The Jungle Book, which you might be reading to number one. Captain America... Sival Weir. Uh, that is quite a pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, Keep on Ameriku Saver Wire. But uh, the correct one, actually, like everyone else says it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you, uh, we as a podcast, can enlighten the people of the proper way to pronounce things. <laughs> I think that was the closest I came to doing a, a Kubich impression. Oh, you were very close. <laughs> I was waiting for it to spill over into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's no surprise. Captain America's number one by a, a long shot. With a big old number. It's uh, made more money than the other nine combined. in that one week. So, yeah. And yeah. In its second week. It's is killing it. single-handedly floating the box office numbers. 
uh, which are uh, a little over half of what they were last week. So mm-hmm. I think just as a whole, less people, you know, are going to the movies. But well, it's, it trails. It's the trail of the number one. Yeah, yeah. But it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm, I think I'm honestly surprised Jungle Book is still number two. Right. Is that, is that weird? I mean, I, I guess nostalgia runs deep. Nostalgia runs real deep, and Zootopia is on the way out. Yeah. So I feel like it's just the family <laughs> film. It's right on now. the way out. I mean, I guess when Angry Birds comes out this weekend, it might it be might number get, 10. <laughs> like, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Pushed all the way back. Um, and then what? There's an, is, if there's a comedy coming out. Oh, yeah, Neighbors. So, yeah, that's going to push back all the comedy. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get... There's a shakeup. This weekend's a shakeup weekend. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff is going to change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think in the top five will still be Cap and Jungle Book, but there's a shakeup coming. Yeah. Mother's Day is going to probably drop entirely. We're getting too far from the holiday. Yeah, right. I was surprised to see it here. And then when I just looked at all the numbers in general, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's why. Well, yeah, even look, a horror film is in the top five because yeah. there hasn't been a horror film in a while. Like, that's just... But that's it's like a weird. It's like a weird top five because it only made five million its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a not a strong showing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that money's up top. Yep. With cap. Yep. Uh, As it should be. So yeah. Do you want to see Mother's Day? Uh, wanna, no. <laughs> you nope. never want to see it in your life. Never gonna see it. Have you seen any of those other holiday nope. ones? Valentine's Day. Nope. None of them. New Year's. Never New Year's will. Eve or whatever it was nope. called. Labor Day? That I was think, a weird no, divergence where it was actually just about one couple yeah. and one story. I'd rather watch Divergence than I would any of those you holiday like that films. Series I'm going to watch the most recent one for some reason. I, I, I still haven't even finished Hunger Games because I just didn't care. Like, I just stopped caring. Yeah, I watched it. I watched the last one simply out of obligation. Yeah. Simply because I was like, I've gone down this road. I've invested so much time into all the other films. Yeah. It's just. It's time to end. I was going to see it for free at school, and then I just missed that. I don't even think I saw any. You just got to you just got to put it to bed. Is that way you can move on with your life? I've already moved on. Jennifer Lawrence is still in a major box office draw series called mm-hmm. X Men: the, ba- the Babies. Yeah, the little baby. Apocalypse. Well, because since they they did a half hearted reboot where they made everyone in the sixties, yeah. and then they just keep hopping a decade. So so weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> They'll She's eventually grow up into their counterparts. I guess. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how Apocalypse shows yeah, I don't know. But well, I like that actor. Who? Uh, Oscar Isaac, who plays Apocalypse. Oh, Dameron. Yeah. Well, he's probably. He's not going to make it through that movie. What, he's going to survive. If he survives, he's not going to survive. Or they'll put him on ice or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love me some Poe Dameron on ice. It's a delicious meal. <laughs> that sounds like a strange meal. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move along here into what's coming out uh, new on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, first up, we have The Witch. Ooh, The Witch. Uh, which we reviewed in episode 264. We did. And we liked it. Oh, yeah. it was. It's very good. That is an incredible horror film, thriller, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom liked it a lot, too, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, he, I, th- I remember he brought uh, some new perspectives to our. Yeah, yeah, no, because good. he had he had read some stuff and and watched a documentary mm-hmm. uh, that I actually haven't watched yet, but uh, I want to because. Oh right, the uh, weekend or yeah, whatever it was called. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then also on DVD and Blu-ray is a film called Thebe. It's okay. about uh, in in Arabia, nineteen sixteen. Yeah, you can click on all these links. All right. uh, Arabia, nineteen sixteen. Uh, a young boy is searching for his father or something like that. Hmm. I just like that it's called Thebe. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, then on DVD only, we have a film called Blood Orange, which to me looked a little bit like that film that just came out called A Bigger Splash. 
but with not as well-known actors in it. Right. Uh, then we have another film on DVD only called Crush the Skull, which is uh, it's some thieves break into a house and then they realize, oh no, this is the house of a serial killer. That kind of looks fun. Yeah, that sounds real nice, actually. Then we have a film called Night Has Settled, uh, which is like a coming-of-age story mm-hmm. for uh, a young boy in New York. Uh, then new on Blu-ray, we have a film called I Saw What You Did. Um... They're it's, just finding more and more ways to say that. Right? Well, this came out back in the day. Oh. This is like from the 60s. But oh. it's... Uh, Joan Crawford? It's like some kid's prank call someone who Wait, just killed his so wife. So the lady from Mad Men is in this? Who? Joan Crawford. That's the name of a character from Mad Men. Oh, that makes sense. And she, if she's the lady on the cover of this film, they look just like each other. That was probably on purpose. if she's based on a person? Now, I, I've never watched Mad Men. Should I what? get into that? Is that worthy? I'm gonna. Tom was obsessed with it. I remember. Oh, John Benson was obsessed with I it. I watched that entire show, mm-hmm. and it was incredible. Okay. And then also on new on Blu-ray, a film called The Program, uh, which this one's actually about Lance Armstrong, and how that journalist uncovered uh, that he was doing drugs the whole time. Mm. He was high as a kite. Okay. <laughs> so that is Joan Crawford from the show. Okay. Is that her? That's her actual last name on the show. Yeah. And that is the lady in the, on the front of the thing. And That's I looked up Joan Crawford, the actress. Uh-huh. Very similar. <laughs> then I guess they did that on purpose. What? I don't know. Crazy. I never watched Mad Men. Okay, so. Uh, All right, what, so. What's this one, next one? The Program. The Program. Lance Armstrong. Oh. That, I thought it was going to be a bigger release. And no, it's just like. Burr. Maybe that's even a DVD only. I might have that in the wrong it section. It looks like it. I like think it's it a DVD be. only. Yeah. I put it in the wrong section. But now. We will enter the trivia game, where one of these, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven titles uh, is associated with a piece of trivia that I'm about to give to you. Mm -hmm. Which of these seven films was based on not just one, but I'm going to say based on two short films? What do you think, Jordan? What? So one of these was based on... Walk through your thinking process with me here. One of these... What? One of these films coming out on uh, uh, on DVD or Blu-ray uh, is based on two short films. Whoa. Um, it's mostly guessing at this point. Blood Orange. That is a good guess, but no. It was, in fact, Crush the Skull. Oh, that was my other guess. Uh-huh. Damn it. I, when I looked at that, the, uh, the writer-director, um, I think it's a team of people, not uh-huh. just one, but... Um, they have done. It was a short film called Crush the Skull, yeah. and then a short film called Crush the Skull Two. What? Which I don't. So they know. just combine the plot. I could not. I I couldn't find a description of Crush the Skull Two, but Crush the Skull One was. It wasn't thieves breaking into a serial killer's house, but mm-hmm. it was some thing where a serial killer was involved in a situation that was complicated. Okay. Uh, so, I I can only assume uh, that the second one put maybe put him in a house. I don't know, but yeah, I- interesting, huh? Two yeah. short films. And then it becomes one long film. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, now we enter what's coming out on TV. Angie Tribeca, the complete season one. Mm-hmm. This is some kind of a TBS show, I believe. Oh, it's a parody. The, the promotion that they did for it was uh, they, it, they aired every episode in the first season in one day mm-hmm. uh, to make, to like get it, you know, get it going. Like they're trying to, I remember the ads were kind of weird. They were like, oh, it's like you can binge watch it. Because yeah. then they went on to air every episode in a normal weekly schedule. 
Yeah. After that. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's a parody of like it's uh, yeah cop shows of a cop show. Yeah. yeah. I believe it, the style of the parody is that it, there's a dog on their team and he drives the car. Like it's <laughs> it's the whole deal. It, yeah, it, it commits. It's it's like a, a, a police academy or or uh, that other one, Naked Gun. Yeah, 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 probably a little bit. Uh, and then also on DVD is Orange Is the New Black season three, which right. if you had Netflix, you could have already watched, but now it's yeah. on DVD for all the rest. Now of it's for the, the plebs. People. Well, and all the special features, I'm assuming. I haven't bought a DVD of a Netflix thing, but I assume they have special features. Yeah. That has to be part of the draw. Mm-hmm. I, I need to get... Um, I mean, why else would you buy it? Arrested Development Season 4 on DVD. Um, all right, so, for the listener, Jordan watches a lot of TV shows. Too much, And now, I say. I'm going to guess whether or not he's seen these, and as to what extent. I'm going to say maybe you've got Angie Tribeca on the DVR. But haven't cracked into it yet? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of it. What I don't even it? have it on the DVR. I'll watch it. And then Orange is the New Black, I think you've watched in its entirety. No, I'm still on uh, season oh, one. Dang. See, I, I, <clears throat> I have a problem with shows where some of the main characters, it makes you despise them mm-hmm. on purpose because mm-hmm. of the bad decisions they make. Yeah. Like Breaking Bad, I never hated the main character. <clears throat> Because I could understand where he was coming from and how his narcissism kind of turned him into this monster that he becomes throughout mm. the series. Whenever any of the main characters in the show make a decision, I just, I can't, under, like, I don't understand their thought process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, to be that self-destructive all the time, I don't know. And maybe this comes from a weird place for me because I've been cheated on mm. in relationships before. Mm. So to see a woman cheat on her boyfriend while she's in jail is just like, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Watching a relationship fall apart, it, I don't. <laughs> nope. Uh-huh. Nope. That's kind of Breaking Bad, too. <laughs> yeah, but he never cheated on her. Well, she cheated on him. Yeah. That was... Well, for a long time, I didn't like Skylar either. Mm-hmm. And then I came around to her. Mm-hmm. 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 You see what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that point in Orange and the New Black. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's what's coming out new on DVD and Blu-ray. But that's a good show. Just don't take my remarks as, as a disparaging thing against the show. It's just a weird thing that I have because I watch so much TV. Mm-hmm. If I... if any show gives me a weird feeling like that where I'm mm. like, I'm not liking what's happening here. This is off-putting to me. Mm. Then I'll just watch other stuff and it will just sit on the back burner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get you. I don't watch it at all. So Yeah. It's a good show. It's a, it's a really good show. Yeah. That's me. I don't watch as much TV. There's a reason why it's in its third, fourth season now. I watched uh, Kimmy Schmidt season two. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good those that's are, a good time. Those are fantastic. That's a good time. Those are real good. Because it's made by Tina Fey. It's like yeah. 30 Rock never ended. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, 30 Rock's still out there, but yeah. here's some other people who are just as goofy as it those It feels characters. like a show that exists in the same universe. Oh, yeah. Like 30 Rock is happening in this part of town and Kimmy Schmidt's over here. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. fantastic. Yeah, it's Love really it. good. Really good. All right, so when we come right back, uh, we'll start with our review of Hardcore Henry. Yeah, yeah. This next part might hurt. Let's go get your wife. 
Hardcore Henry. It's a movie. Is directed it? by Ilya Nyshuler. Uh-huh. Also written by Nyshuler and uh, Will Stewart. Did some additional writing on it. Uh, I believe it is, as you mentioned in the little intro, it's based on a, a short. Well. Kind of. A short, short, uh, maybe not even a short. Maybe it's. Uh, the, the short was kind of this like proof of concept almost. I don't feel like. Uh, story-wise, it's connected. No, but I mean visually. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It is the short and the music video were very much proof of concepts for making a film. Mm-hmm. So, and they did it. They made that film. They made it. Uh, which also, as you said, is starring mostly Charlton Copley. Yeah. Because our main guy, we kind of don't see his face. There's one part where you kind of do, but kinda it's at do. the end, right? Uh, I mean, obviously, if you look in a mirror, Mm -hmm. so this character kind of looks in a mirror at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, um, I believe it was the director. Look at that. Oh, yeah. The director is... Is Henry. Yeah. That makes a little Mm -hmm. bit of sense. Yeah, he wears the rig. Uh, Although not all the time. Sometimes they have stunt people. Yeah, I'm going to say, you you know more about... You've read more into that than I have. And I watched a bunch of videos and stuff, uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Behind-the-scenes. Behind-the-scenes. Yeah. Uh, A lot of the uh, actors in the films are stunt people. Mm -hmm. And whenever they were doing something extremely crazy, they would get a professional. Like, there's one scene in the movie where he free climbs up up the side of a building. Yeah. That is a, a unique stuntman that is uh, like known for that. Mm. There's a time where they're running across a bridge on top of the bridge. Yeah. And the only reason why that, that scene was even filmed is Mm. because when they were driving from one location to the other, the stunt man was like, Hey, me and my friends used to run across the top of that bridge all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's not that hard. And I bet it would look really cool. And Uh the director's like, what? Hold on. No, no, stop, stop, stop. We're going to go to that. Turn around. We're going to the bridge. Mm -hmm. And they filmed the whole scene there. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's an in-concert thing. When we have a lot of the... The director in his own right is very proficient at doing stunts and parkour and mm-hmm. a lot of the action. But during some of the intense stuff, he was using other stunt people for safety, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it shows, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a weird... This is kind of a, 
it's it's a hard movie to like fully explain. Yeah. What's going on without here. just? I mean, cause, because I mean, we don't. If you haven't picked up, it is from the first person view. Where the it, entire time, but it's not um, one continuous shot. This was the thing that I asked they, you. They they, they do little. Um, there are like disruptions in time. There are yeah. like because every once in a while the main character will be rendered unconscious, yeah, or he's because he's kind of cybernetic, so yeah. his he's like short on power. So every once in a while it'll get fuzzy, and then mm-hmm. suddenly he'll be somewhere else. Yeah, or he'll. <laughs> sometimes they did this, and this was real bad. I thought where he'd be turning around, uh-huh. and then they do like kind of a like a like a fade cut. Like it was some kind of way where they made you think like, oh, these things are next to each other. And I was like, no, they're not. Like yeah. you very clearly just suddenly went to another location. Yeah, weird jump, uh, like weird jump, jump cut. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it, it wasn't super distracting, but I was like, okay, yeah, obviously he didn't just turn around in this park and suddenly was next to the building he needed to be. Yeah. It was, that was a time, you know, yeah, fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. But it was yeah. kind of silly to me. I don't know. And there was at least twice where I thought the special effects were extremely lackluster. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, geez, I mean, they ran out of money right It didn't here. have the best funding. But I, I think that they tried to save money by doing a lot of uh, practical effects. Oh, yeah. And it shows. But you're right. There are, there are like one or two times. There's we'll one. I'm going to say like the beginning of the big fight at the end. Mm-hmm. There's a part where he walks into a room and it's like guys on stairs and explosions. And mm-hmm. I went, oh, this looks like a game that came out in 1995. Yeah, like, the explosion. That I, was bad. In that one in particular, the explosions and the <laughs> you know fire exactly in that scene yeah. are all fake and they look real <laughs> so bad. bad. <laughs> real bad. And that came in a stark contrast for me because I was playing Uncharted 4 this weekend. <laughs> and you actually get in a car accident and you're like down in the mud and the car's on top of you and you're on your back trying to pull yourself like uh-huh. along the mud to get out mm. and the front console gasoline comes out and goes on fire and it looks incredible <laughs> yeah. in the game and in when we when I was watching this movie I was like oh that's real bad yeah that's real bad uh-huh. and man yeah it, it just sucks that they didn't have the funding to get a couple scenes to look better yeah, but this—I mean, this movie is primarily action. It's action, action, action. Action, yeah. There's shooting, there's running, there's jumping, there's explosions. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of quiet downtime. Yeah, when there, there is, it feels a little weird, right? Like, yeah, there's a couple spots where the film feels like it's catching its breath mm-hmm. or allowing you to catch your yeah, breath. Yeah, that's kind of—I mean, most films—they uh, don't have to be all from one person's perspective the entire time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, um, like, when it does take a moment to to allow the viewer to catch their breath. It's more, it feels slower just because, oh, we're, you know. We're not running and jumping and shooting and fighting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's one scene in particular that uh, I don't know if we want to leave until the discussion. It's probably a good idea to. But there's like a musical. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the film. No, I don't want to talk about that until later. And that's when the film, like, not only is it. I think the film's just goofing around at that point. Oh, I love it. Because, yeah, it's it's been, it was a goof, a real goofy ride up to that point. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, this is, we're having fun. Let's have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Especially once you, yeah, that character. Um, so Charlotte Copley is in a lot of this film. Most of it. Uh, he's kind of like a guide for mm-hmm. Henry. Henry yeah. is the point of view character that we right. follow. Right. Uh, and it's kind of, <laughs> he has some real shocking entrances and exits, I'll say. I'll yeah. save that for the discussion. Yeah. Um, but basically, Henry, uh, he kind of wakes up uh, and he. He's uh, lost some body parts, but they're being rebuilt with robotic body parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's presumably a woman who says, you know, hey, are you waking up? Oh, I'm your wife. Here's a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get some flashbacks at this point. Yeah. Like, and then um, yeah. they go into another room. 
And before, this is why he doesn't speak the entire movie. Before they he gets his vocal cords put, put in, mm-hmm. um, the bad guy, I don't even remember what his character name is. Just, he's just bad guy. Akan? Yeah, Akan. Yeah, Akan. Akan. I don't yeah. know. Uh, he um, comes in, starts wrecking the place. Henry gets away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Akan has telekinetic powers. Right. And, and that's... The film never... Yep. Talks about it. Never says, hey, this is weird or hey, this is normal. Mm-hmm. We never get the idea that this is why he's got a, such a powerful company. Like mm-hmm. he owns this huge company. Yeah. Uh, we never get like, is he keeping it secret from some people? Mm-hmm. Is he... No. And so it's also kind of makes it where all this cybernetic stuff that's going on, we're not sure like, oh, is this also normal? Or are we in the future? Is this mm-hmm. an alternate present? I feel like this is in the near future. Yeah, I, sure. But also the telekinesis kind of makes me go like, huh, what, what's that all about? Well, for me, and this is my own headcanon, <laughs> yeah. is I feel like this is the unofficial sequel to Looper. Sure. The boy has grown up and now he owns a company. Well, not even the boy, but just like, it's it's like a lot of pe- several people have telekinetic powers mm-hmm. in that universe or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. It's just like a blanket. It's kind of like a blanket sci-fi situation mm-hmm. where, yeah, we got people with robot arms and also a guy that can lift people with their with his mind. Yeah. Except and, 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 and <laughs> like in, it's In Looper, they do a job of like, no, you know, there were some drug trials back in the 80s mm-hmm. and... And in the last decade, people have been born with varying well, yeah, degrees had, of telekinetic um, ability. And they had a, a there's, there's a scene in Looper board. where they pass by a billboard that's uh-huh. like, "Do you have the power?" Yeah, and it's someone floating tested. a quarter. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Whereas the in this, they're just like, "Nah." They don't even talk about it. He's got it's it. It's not even a thing that's like yeah. questioned. No one else has it. Yeah. That we've seen in the entire world. Yep. It's it's kind of strange, right? Yeah. Like it just I feels feel, weird. I mean, with everything else we've seen in the movie, I just feel like he modified himself to hell, and this is why he looks the way he does and why he is the way he is. Oh, yeah, he has, like, dead eyes. I think they even mentioned that, but I didn't understand if he was supposed to be blind Mm -hmm. or what. Yeah, he's got stark white hair, Mm -hmm. and yeah. He just, like, he. (laughs) you look at him and you go, oh, yeah, that's the bad guy. Yeah, like that's that is the bad guy. They made him look like the bad guy, so. The same way you do in a a video game. Mm -hmm. You're like, let's design him to look super evil. Yeah. Um, and then the film actually opens in a weird way, um, which I did not expect at all. When like it opens when he's a child, Henry's a child. Yeah. And he's having, uh, a memory from when, um, like bullies, he's being on him. bullied yeah. and, and I guess his father is giving him a talk. Yeah. But we don't get that talk until the end. Yeah. We only like get a little memory. piece of the talk. Yeah. Cause at one point. Uh, another character is kind of like hacking into Henry and goes like, mm-hmm. Oh, you have some blocked memories. Yep. I'm just going to leave that there. Like, so he doesn't actually get to access them until later in the film. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then the opening credits is really beautiful as well. It's oh, slow yeah. motion, just like people getting punched and shot and uh-huh. beat to hell. Like that's kind of like, Oh, this is what to expect. Yep. Like here, this is here where buckle we're up. Going. Here we go. Hope you're ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I found it like, it's exciting. It's good. It's actiony. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending is pretty definitive. Yep. Um, and it's it's got some twists and some turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fun stuff. We'll save for the discussion. Yeah, if you've played video games in the last 10 years, you'll probably know where the story's going to go. Yeah. Or you'll have an idea. Yep. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a fun time. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be a trend of no. a lot of films like this. I do remember, uh, I don't know if you, you probably didn't see um, 
the hell was that movie called? The Brothers Grimsby? No, I didn't. There was a mechanic. Like uh, mechanic, I mean, like there's like a, a process. A process. There was like a thing where, um, oh God, what was that actor's name the Mark movie? Strong? Yeah. Um, Who I love. He he's Good like actor. a CIA agent or something mm-hmm. in that movie. Oh yeah, and, and there's his a brother. Part, his, well, but there's yeah. a part in that. There's several parts in that film where he puts in a contact lens, and you only see and from you that see from that perspective while he's oh. getting in his ear. It's like, oh, you need to go to this room. Oh, you need to punch this guy. So it's kind of mimicking Spy a little bit. Yeah. Except you're seeing from except the perspective. you are seeing from his perspective, which uh-huh. they open the well. I mean, I saw a rough. I saw an early cut before it came out, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they opened the film with that, which I was like, oh, wow. And then it happens like halfway through. He has another part where he gets into a fight where you see it from his brother. And I thought, oh, is this, I mean, this is going to be a thing now, I guess. So I, I feel it, Hardcore Henry is like a one-off where it's going to be the whole movie. But Yeah, I feel like now that they've done all the work of creating this pretty impressive rig mm-hmm. and, and having it be a viable thing that is that can be done, we'll probably see it in movies more often. But I don't think that, I don't think we're going to see more movies that only use it. Yeah. Um, because it does, as we talked about earlier, uh, our good friend Matt Benson may never be able to watch this film. Yeah. Any kind of shaky cam gets him. So, yeah. And this and one is hundred percent shaky cam. I'd say yeah. ju- just about right. And, and I mean, he'd have to dope up on like dopamine and, and all this other stuff just to make it so he wouldn't get sick. And that's not fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, for the, the record, the um, that uh, the director, the music video was for the band Biting Elbows. That uh, was yes. the. Uh, it says. And the this bit of trivia says that there were several. The song's name is Bad Motherfucker. It says that there were several here. It doesn't list which ones though. Oh. But I would assume that's the one that is the most like hardcore. Yeah, yeah, Henry. yeah. Um. Yep. I don't know. That's kind of exciting to that, to see a, this kind of new. That is a cool music video this new style of filmmaking too. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, all right. So, uh, if you come back at the end after we kind of wrap up the show, we'll have the discussion. Uh, but right now, uh, we'll be moving on to our review of Keanu. Yay. Meow. How are you? How are you doing? Nothing makes sense anymore. Are you okay? Daisy broke up with me. Well, it's gonna be okay. You're right, Clarence. I want you to meet Keanu. No. (laughs) God, that's the cutest guy I've ever seen in my life. Why's your door open? Keanu. Keanu! I'm sorry. Oh, what's up, bro? I'm here because my place got broken into. Is anyone shady come by here? I mean, the 17th Street blips. The 17th Street blips. Okay, where are they? 17th Street. Let's just go check it out. What's the worst that can happen? One beer, please. I'll take a white wine spritz. Clarence, Clarence. What? You can't talk like that. You sound like John Ritter all the time. You in the right place? the right place um tectonic nice my name is shark tank oh every day i'm hustling every day i'm hustling cheddar's got keanu we in the market right now for like a gangster pet you serious i am not breaking the law we just feed him some bull about new jack city and we get keanu 
You ain't never seen nobody get killed before? I've seen people get killed before. Oh, come on, man! Keanu needs you. I need you. Where are you? What'd you think my idea of fun was? Why are you talking to me like that? I, I talk like that sometimes. Check it. Buckshot. So what you got? Me? Appendix. Blam. It took it out of my body. What? Mm-hmm. See what we got here. What is this? Oh, this my shit right here. Keanu, directed by Peter Atencio, written by Jordan Peele and Alex Rubens, mm-hmm. starring Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key. Yep, of the hit. Television show Keen Peel. Keen Peel. Which do you watch that? I have watched a bunch of episodes. Mm. Uh, I have not kept up with it, mm. but I am first in line whenever someone's like, "Oh, you need to watch this scene because they did something mm-hmm. great." Yeah, I've seen and a couple I, of their skits. I feel like their yeah. skits—they're so on point and relevant and super funny that they they get they get shared all over the internet, and it's mm-hmm. it's worth it. It's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Uh, so this film, um, I mean, it's, it's, a a guy gets a cat, a little kitten, and then that kitten well, gets I feel, I taken. I feel like you're jumping forward a little bit. That's it. That's the whole plot. And then he's no, like sad because, for the whole rest of the film, right? Uh, that's the film I saw. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, just kidding. there's, there's a just scene kitten. in a church. Just kitten. That feels, no, I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> that feels straight out of a John Wick film. A John Woo film. A John Woo film. Oh, yeah. But also John Wick, please. John, John, Wilk, John Wick via John Woo. John Wilkes Booth? John Wilkes Woo. Uh, like, the only thing this. that scene was missing was doves. You're yeah. right. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're saying John Wick because... It's in a church. This film... Look, guys, let me get real with everyone right now. Mm-hmm. When the trailer for this film initially came out mm-hmm. and I heard what it was about, I went, oh, great. It's a parody of John Wick. That's yeah. just what the world needed. Right. Like, John Wick's a good film, but now these guys just got to make fun of it. They just got to right, get out right. there and make it silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I saw this film, mm-hmm. and then I went, oh, it, it's better. Like, it's better it's, than the premise that I thought I was getting. Yeah, I mean, because it's, the, it's a totally different film than you, John Wick. If you, well, okay, that's, that's where I want to go with this. If you haven't seen John Wick, John Wick is about a man played by Keanu Reeves. Who gets a puppy. Who gets a puppy because his wife died. Mm-hmm. And then that puppy is killed by gangsters. And then he says, oh, hell no. And then he goes for revenge. Everyone's gonna die. Yeah. He's like, you killed my puppy, my puppy that I got from my dead wife. Well, now you gotta pay. Mm-hmm. So, And he, he was previously some kind of a, 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 hitman. a hitman himself. So he has the skills oh, to go yeah. after these people. Mm-hmm. Now he's Keanu... Got a, he's got a particular set of yeah. skills. Now this film called Keanu... Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, you know, has a weird similar setup in a sense that a man has just broken up with his girlfriend, is sad mm-hmm. about it, and then a cat shows up on his doorstep, and then that cat is taken from him. Yeah. And so he must go deep into the bowels of the of the underworld of gangsters and but, crime but, but let's be to get clear. this cat back. He has no particular set of skills. No. 
No, he does not. Him and his uh, friend. He's a photographer, I guess. I believe yes, he's a photographer, and his friend is uh, works with um, businesses for. Yeah, group he's like a business management group. specialist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who drives a minivan? Yeah, and loves George Michael's. Yep, George Michael, uh-huh. the the you know singer of from Wham. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, from that point, it's it doesn't. It, it's a parody in the sense that it starts out with the same beat. Mm-hmm. Which I, this is why I, where I think parodies should go, where they start with the same setup and then just do their own thing. One hundred percent. Just don't thing. don't feel structured to that same. You know, you do a parody, but like don't feel like you have to hold true to all those other mm-hmm. points. Because I felt like if if it did try and you know mimic what John Wick did, it would be so boring. It'd be dumb, and it would be, yeah, super dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this was actually like kind of fun. Like I was having fun watching it. I loved it. It was. I mean, at times definitely unbelievable, but also. So what? Okay. I mean, yeah. It yeah. was. It was funny. It was so good. It was pretty funny. Um, to see like two. You know, you got two mild mannered guys have to get involved. They're getting involved Into the underworld in in uh, you know actual crime in order to get back a stolen cat. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of dumb. It's so awesome. But it, I don't know. It's funny. It is dumb in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, and they kind of, like, even from the beginning, when they find out who took their cat, it's, mm-hmm. oh, the blips. The blips. They're, they're the, the people who weren't the allowed into the... The Street blips. Yeah, they weren't allowed into the Bloods or the Crips, so yep. they're the blips. Yep. And that's actually what they're called. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, yes, we are blips. This is blip territory. And where, 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 are we, where do we find the 7th Street blips? <laughs> yeah. On 17th, 17th Street. Street. Yeah. Yeah. Could you be more specific? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, this film is, is uh, very silly. Uh, you know, it's, it kind of, it, it skews more towards, uh, rather than like the outlandish nature of an action film, more on the comedy side where it's like, look at how ridiculous it is that these they, two guys are in this situation. But they have the action scenes though. Like the film oh, starts yeah. off with a straight up action scene mm-hmm. and has a few of them throughout, mm-hmm. but it is always couched in the fact of these two guys are not supposed to be here. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Like they do not belong here. Mm-hmm. No, and the whole the whole thing with the cat is just keeps amping up how ridiculous it is. Because everybody wants this cat. It's it's nuts. I think everybody for the discussion we'll we'll save that last yeah. bit, the 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 final whole deal there. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like it's crazy. It's fantastic. That gets crazy. Um, I don't even know what else. I mean, it's funny. Um, I'd heard bad things about this film, so it was kind of like. But not even I hadn't even read into it, so uh-huh. that's it's not even like a thing where my expectations were lowered. I was just like, well, some people don't like it. I don't know. Some people do like it. Yeah. Who knows? Because I, I saw it the weekend it came out, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then people would see it and be like, yeah, it wasn't that good. And I was like, I don't understand you or your thought process <laughs> or what you think is funny. But uh-huh. like we are just different people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't I can't understand someone who sees this film and is just like, no, it's not. It's not funny. It's not good. It's it's whatever. I mean, it almost falls under the the problem of like comedy hype, where oh. people see it and go, "No, this is fantastic and mm. it's super funny." And then people go in expecting to be laughing every second, and no, it's it's just like any other film. It's got its it's got its ebbs and its flows, and it's you know it goes up and down. It's not on point all the time. There are scenes that are full of tension and and scenes that are very comedic and scenes where. You know, you're just, it, it takes advantage. I personally don't like the whole schadenfreude looking at people and like feeling bad for how awkward they are. Mm. Like, I don't really like that, but there are a couple of scenes like that that are played very well. Mm. There's just, 
Well, I think even more than just for how awkward they are, it's it's more about like there's a there's a lot of scenes were more about like societal expectations, right? Like expectations of people in the world, and, and that's that to me is more funny as like a weird like commentary on this fact of like here are these two African American yeah, men, men who are in a different part of society yeah. than where they're going, mm-hmm. and they have to come to terms with the fact that they need to adopt yeah. a different part of society's mm. mannerisms and affectations and, and behaviors. Yeah, there's there's one part where... To become them. The, one character says to the other, you sound like Richard Pryor's imitation of a white man. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, that's kind of, that's the joke of, you know, the, I mean, that that shouldn't be what it is, but right. that's, that's what it sounds like. That's, that's what exa- it is. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's the way that this world, and, you know, th- this works. And it's it's funny. Really in that good. sense, yeah, because when because then he all of a sudden turns around and he and just stops it hard, yeah, just goes all a, the way, yeah, and they go overboard. Like other people in like the crime world are looking at them like, what? Like these guys are weird. These guys are super weird because yeah. they're at eleven all the time, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> it's super funny. Yeah, I even enjoyed like some of the the little side characters in the oh, yeah. in the blips, like yeah. Trunk. Trunk was a real favorite for me. I I enjoyed their whole like they have a point where they go to sell drugs to a group of people, mm. and they have a moment in the van, yeah, talking about George Michael's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it. Let's just say, spoilers, it leads to people getting tattoos. <laughs> Of George Michael. He's to the best tattoo I've ever seen. Yes. According to, according to this film. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good in this. There's good stuff. I don't know. And this is like, this is their first film that they've like, I'm through their company or through I think, writing I think this it. is a great first film. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what else. I'm trying to, let me look up what Peter Atencio has also directed. I mean, they get great talent. There's a lot of good people in this film. We'll talk about them more later. But they get they get some great people in here. Mm. Yeah, the director of this film, he's done a lot of TV. He did. Oh, he, it looks like he might have done every episode of Key and Peele. That makes sense. Nice. Um, but yeah, I don't see like any other actual movie. Movie. A lot of these look like shorts or internet things. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, that's fun. And I mean, they separately these these uh, two actors have shown up in other comedy films and they've right. been really good in those. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of fun to see here. They're back into their old thing <laughs> and they're helming it. Mm-hmm. And according to some of the, the trivia that I was reading, there are some references to their show and sketches in their show inside oh, of this that's film. That's awesome. Like it's like the, they start out the whole, like they're, they kind of have a, like a weekend off together mm-hmm. and they start off by going to see a Liam Neeson film called substitute teacher. Yeah. And the, them talking about how great Liam Neeson is and, and his film and all this is kind of, it's a reference to, they have a sketch where two characters do a similar thing. Nice. So uh, there's fun that's, stuff like that. Really so if you're a fan awesome. of their show, like I yeah. think you'll really enjoy, yeah. you'll really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And there's even some kind of like just silly setups, like like we are saying when um, it's a Keegan-Michael Key's character, he's he's talking like, as he's, you know, as <laughs> very eloquently, and then he suddenly turns around and he's speaking, you know, <laughs> in a not elegant way, let's yeah. say. Uh, and then, like, just weird setups like that. And then um, I really enjoyed when they, I mean, there's like a, a picture of it on the internet where they're tied up in a, 
in a warehouse, but it's a rockafire explosion construction warehouse, yeah. like where you make the animatronic figures that go in a Chuck E. Cheese style restaurant. Uh-huh. So it's just automatically creepy. It's creepy, but it's also silly. Yeah. Because like, why would they be there? Like yeah. the, of all places, of all places, yeah. you know, you think of like, Oh, when people are tied up and taken to a warehouse, but here it's like specifically this the weird, weirdest, warehouse. silliest yeah. warehouse possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll definitely get to more into the discussion yeah, there's a lot about, about what the what the cap is and all that fun of that. Where it comes from, where it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I even think, I mean, they have a lot of fun with the cat where it's dressed up for a majority of the film with a do-rag and yeah. a chain around its neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the different people who have the cat like to dress it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then uh, the the calendar shoot with the cat in different films. Calendar's so uh-huh. good. Yeah. And uh, all right, so if you stick around for the discussion mm-hmm. for this, which will take place after the discussion for Hardcore Henry. Right, right, all uh, the way at the end. We'll get into more of the nitty gritty. Hello, and welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm resident uh, Spielberg fanatic, Justin Keyson. And today we're going to talk about Duel, The Sugarland Express, Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1941, Raiders of the Lost E.T., The Extraterrestrial, Twilight Zone, Indiana Moon, Jones and the, the Temple of Empire, Empire Indiana of the Jones Always, and the Last Crusade, Jurassic, Lost Hearts, World, Obviously. Saving Obviously. Private AI, Ryan, Minority, Catch Michelle Intelligence, The Terminal, Indiana, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Adventures of Sinton, Sugarland Express, Close Encounters Steven Spielberg, Benview on Spielberg. New episodes dropping on the 15th of every month at BenviewNetwork.com. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. What's coming out new in theaters? We have Angry Birds. How angry are the birds? Well, you're going to find out. It's actually only one that's angry. <laughs> we have Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. Yep. Uh, and then The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. Which is what we're actually going to oh review Oh my God, week. we're going we're so to review the hell out of that movie. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, all right. But before we get to guess the ending... Uh, let's first give out some thanks, uh, first of all, to Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which we got from the YouTube Audio Library, yep. youtube.com slash audio library. Uh, our logo was done by Justin Kizan. He's an artist and a writer, and you can find his writings online at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Uh, he just wrote a thing about Spider-Man. Did he? Because Spider, you know, the whole Spider-Man is Civil War thing. So go check that nice. out. Nice. If you like podcasts which i think you do if you're listening to this uh you should go check out pick your path so choose your own adventure style podcast written by myself matt benson and david king and uh our first season is up and done second season is forthcoming but we have six episodes this year right huh this year right you know we're working on it this year It's, it's a time i'm just gonna set set a day for you guys it's this year well the first episode will be out by the end of the year okay i don't know if all of them will be well Get on it. But I think we want that first episode out by the Palm Springs event, by Comic-Con Palm oh, Springs. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, yeah, I hope that first one will be out by then. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I want two, but I don't know if we're going to get there. You guys, it's, I almost feel like you should do a live one. I don't know how that, I mean, that could an opti- An optimal path. You, you, hey, don't you record one where it's just whatever, and then you record another one where it's optimal path? Well, we do, I mean, we have the enhanced... Uh, podcast file right. where you actually get to make the choices and mm. then we have one that is the what we consider the best path do an, where op- you can just, do an optimal path live read we'll, we'll figure it out we'll figure it out optimal path live read well we've been doing this thing where uh, since we're not making the regular episodes right now we kind of like um, the three of us have been writing kind of different adventures via email nice. like chain chain letter style mm-hmm. in a way 
And so uh, that's been a thing. I don't know. Cool. We'll see. Cool. Uh, and then if Tom was here, he'd tell you about optogab.org. That's his website. And you should check out his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Jordan. I stream over at GamersAllWeekly.com uh, for their Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv backslash GamersAllWeekly. This last weekend, I played some Uncharted 2. And this week, um, hopefully I'll be playing some Homefront. Mm. Uh, but if that does not come in the mail, I'll be playing Doom. Mm. So that should be good. Uh, because uh, if you missed the Uncharted stream, I'm actually uploading it to YouTube as we're recording. Oh. So uh, that'll be up. But um, if not, make sure to come by to twitch.tv backslash Assault Weekly uh, on Saturday from 1 to 3 Pacific Standard Time. I'll be playing Doom or Homefront, wow. depending on what Gamefly wants to do. <laughs> uh, all right. And check out all the other great uh, podcasts on the Benview Network, benvnetwork.com. Uh, we got Trent Talk. Uh, that's if you like Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. There you go. We got Podcast Preview. If you don't know what to watch or watch, boy, if you don't know what to listen to <laughs> uh, for podcasts, go listen to Podcast Preview. They'll point you in direction of some fun and funny podcasts. Uh, if you don't know uh, who Steven Seagal is, nope, that's the wrong person. John Claude Van Damme. There you go. Because <laughs> it's not called Seagal; it it's called Van Dammit. Van Dammit. That was a goof. That was a, I thought that was a good one. Um, oh my goodness. Because I, you know, if you're like me and you don't know the difference between those two actors, there you go. What? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, or am I? Or am I? I don't like this. I don't like this. But anyway, go to benvnetwork.com for all that and our own little corner of that website, nvpodcast.com. Email us with your thoughts, concerns, additions, et cetera. nvpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter at nvpodcast. And my personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. I'm at True Valk. Uh, all right, so now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Boo boo. I'm starting with Angry Birds. Yeah, you are. Directed by Clay Cadis and Fergal Riley. That's Fergal, <clears throat> not Ferg O'Reilly. Really? It's really? Fergal. Starring Peter Dinklage, Jason Sudeikis, Kate McKinnon, Sean Penn, and a lot of other people. <coughs> There's it's, a whole bunch of people. It's interesting that those four made the cut. And also that Dinklage is first. I think it's sorted by, what, star power? What do you think it's sorted by? Because Dinklage is not, the main bird is Sudeikis. And then the guy who played, Josh Gad is in it, because he's, he's, uh, he's one of the- Is he the main piggy? No, he's a, he's one of the, he's the fast bird. Ooh. Uh, fast? I don't know. How does their power-ups, I haven't played Angry Birds in like three years. Neither have I. Like, it shocks me that they actually made a movie. I can't, I can't. Like, I remember when I heard they were making a comic book, I went, really? They bankrolled it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Angry Birds. Uh, find out why the birds are so angry. When an island populated by happy, flightless birds is visited by mysterious green piggies, it's up to three unlikely outcasts, Red, Chuck, and Bomb, hey, to figure out what the pigs are up to. I know why Dinklage is the main, main one. Is he, the, is he plays the mighty eagle. Oh, sure. The main head of the, of the bird colony. Okay. Yep. Is he, that's, so that's first build? Yeah. That's He's even first build on IMDb. Oh, boy. Uh, <clears throat> so the birds uh, I mean only like you said only one bird is angry right uh, but At then the these they are, yeah. these pigs come by take their eggs uh, because much like and then ch- head back to pig pig yeah much like children of men the pigs live in a society where they can no longer 
uh, children. Themselves? So oh. they are they're oh. going to raise the birds as pigs. As pigs. What? That is their evil plot. Twist. And so these birds have to go back and reclaim their children. But it takes them a couple of years. They're able to get some of these eggs raised as pigs. And mm. so they're birds that act like pigs. But then luckily, once they get them back, they still act like pigs, but they're like, well, it's okay. Now we've got now we got birds and pigs. Now we got pig birds. Pig and birds. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. They they fight the pig, fight the pigs. They get the birds back. It all turns out right. Nice. Everyone learns to to live together in harmony. That's they try and steal true. from Zootopia that that kind of message. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't think it works as well, but you know, what can you do? It's a movie based on an app. It's a game. That's shameful to say. It's a it's a game. Mm-hmm. What if it's the best-selling or, or makes the most money out of all video game movies this year? Oh, God, you're right. There's so many video game movies this year. It <sighs> makes the most out of all it video games. It probably will, because kids love that stuff. Yeah. There's My like dad so plays Angry Birds every day. And there's so many like weird variations of it. Mm-hmm. Like They've made it for everything. Star well, I remember when, when Rio came out, that mm-hmm. animated film Rio... They made a version for that. Well, not only did they make a version, but there were birds in that movie that looked like the Angry Birds, and it was done on purpose, like yeah. as a tie-in. That's because Angry Birds gave them money. It was nuts. I, company, it was nuts to me to see like these weird little side character birds that looked exactly like the Angry Birds. You want to know something crazy? Hmm. That company's going out of business. Ro- Rovio. Yeah, they're laying off a lot of people. <laughs> that's crazy. I always yeah. think that's crazy when a company's they, like doing stuff like this, they and then they spent just, like, they spent too much laying money laying off everyone. Nuts. They ballooned up too big. That's all right. What's what do you got? I'm doing Neighbors Two: Sorority Rising, directed by Nicholas Stoller, starring Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, Zach Efron, Roseburn, and Selena Gomez. And what's his name? Which one? Seth Rogen. Yeah, he's in. He's it too. not even on the list. After Sorority moves in next door, which is even more. Debaucherous? What I'm going to tell you is that it's De- crazy to me that De- Selena Gomez makes De- the cut on De- starring, and she's not even on the poster. Yeah. Debaucherous? 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 Like debauchery? Debauchery, yes. Uh, Then the fraternity before it. Mac and Kelly ask for help, have to ask for help from their former enemy, Teddy. Did you see Neighbors? No, I didn't. Okay. So this is going to be fun. I have. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see the sequel. Yeah. uh, I want (laughs) to see, this is the weird thing. It's my jam. Want to see the sequel. My wheelhouse. Want to see the sequel. Wasn't interested in Neighbors 1, Mm -hmm. but now I got to see it. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, listening to Worst Idea of All Time has made me just want to watch every Zac Efron movie. Mm, uh, I haven't even started on that. What? I just don't. I'm I trying to catch up now that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the school I'm times. not listening to any of the other seasons. No, I'm trying to catch up literally on every other podcast that oh, I listen okay. to. I'm, I'm still behind Benson's, like three episodes on Cool Games Inc. And Benson like, had four episodes of Mabim Bam mm. and he was completely caught up with every podcast that he listens to. That's nuts. I'm still behind on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <sighs> He's cleared out. I think he's cleared out a bunch of shows. Good for him. All right, what's going on? You know with what I told two? him to do? Huh. Listen to more podcasts. I know. Yeah. Um. So they bring back Teddy. Uh, they draw uh, ab abs on everybody because uh, that's what you do mm-hmm. when you're standing next to uh, a bronze person. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that point on, it just becomes you know using all of the tools from the first movie I didn't see mm-hmm. to try and remove this sorority. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they bring back this, the, they bring back the, uh, um, 
the, the airbag. The airbag gag. Yeah, oh, right? you, you got it before me. I couldn't remember what the hell they called that well, thing. Well, because I just watched the trailer. Okay. Um, they bring back... Uh, uh, can I remember another gag? I don't know. No. There's some there's some silly like uh weed jokes. I'm sure they bring okay. that back. Yeah, uh but I'm sure they have some version of the dildo contest. Th- this film is I'm trying gonna to intrigue be, you on this first film by saying things that are actually in this it. This film is gonna be crazy because while being a raunchy comedy, mm. it's gonna do a lot for female empowerment. <laughs> because it's showing Good. that women are are, you know, there's this weird like duality that we have in our society where we are viewing women differently, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But in other societies, they, they are still viewed as like flowers that you know mm-hmm. are not like normal people and should be treated yeah. differently. And so you're saying in Trump's America, in Trump's America, yeah. women have women no choice. Are, are commodities and for which to be bought and sold. Yeah, traded on the open market and, and with worn no government openly. oversight. As yeah. a sign of your manlyhoodness. Yeah, one on each arm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but in the this, real America. Yeah. In this film, we I'm see gonna, the we real America. We need to take back America, that phrase, real America. The real America. Okay, thank you. Uh, where women are just as crazy as men. And it's, it's kind of, this film becomes a, a kind of uh, like a flagpole of like, no, women are just, we're just like everybody else, you know? We, we pee sitting down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's about uh, that uh, that everyone should be treated equally, but that comes at a cost, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be treated equally, it means that you can be pranked on just like dudes. Yeah, and uh, and through the war that ensues, uh, they 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 end up through thick and thin. They end up demolishing each other's houses. Oh wow! Yeah, like it it gets. Let's just say that the airbag uh, scheme goes real bad. And they kind of launch their houses up into the air. Wow. And uh, they come crashing down. And let's just say the foundation was not made for that. And uh, the end of the film, both the uh, heads of the sororities and both parents are taken off to jail. Wow. Because they destroyed a bunch of property. They destroyed each other's property. And at the end of the day, they both get released because neither presses charges. Mm. They come to this uneasy alliance in prison of like, no, we need to not press charges against each other. If we don't do that, we both get out of jail. And how are we going to show? And of course, the courts and everybody, they're like, well, something needs to happen. Because if you guys keep fighting like this, this is going to happen more. So you need Mm. to do something together to show us that this alliance is going to hold and they end up making putting both of the plots of land together and making this giant super house whoa and uh they kind of adopt the sorority Mm -hmm. they bring a a fraternity back in Mm -hmm. for half the house the sorority gets the other half of the house Mm -hmm. seth rogan and zach efron lead the for the fraternity Mm -hmm. and rose Byrne and chloe lead the sorority wow. and they kind of have these dual things where they are separate but they they work with each other to promote each other mm-hmm. and kind of lead whenever there's like a fraternity thing where they're all competing the sorority will help out and vice versa mm-hmm. and it ends, ends up being this this kind of letterhead of like yeah we're different and we can you know we are separate but like we're on the same team here mm-hmm. and you know we need to support each other and encourage each other and Everyone just gets along by the end, hmm. you know. Wow. Yeah. That's that's really touching. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. It's really nice. Thank you. Uh, so that's it for episode two seventy six. 
Hope you enjoyed it. Of Nerds Eye View. Oh, I'm sorry. Did oh, I got to end that guessing? Whew. The guessing has ended. Yeah. I didn't almost say let's end the end the guessing, which meant that it would have been just a week of guessing. A week of until guessing until the next. Oof. Imagine starting the next episode and being like, the guessing has ended. Yeah. Hope you guys are all right. You survived the week of guessing. Yeah. I know that was tough. Uh, it's a dangerous thing when everything's a guess. <sighs> but now everything the, is uncertain. We've ended the guessing. Yeah. Um, down is up. Up is down. What? And uh, we can now end the episode as well. Uh, at least the episode proper. We do have our discussion segments for both. Yeah, we got two of them. Hardcore Henry and right. Keanu Stick taking around. place after the little theme music ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's a real doozy. Yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting experiment mm-hmm. we've done this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, if you don't want to listen to those, your, your episode's ending right here. Yeah, that kind of makes kind of makes every one of our episodes like a choose your own adventure of its own. Right. You can either continue on or stop now. Right. Uh, with the knowledge that you have. Yeah, that's like in the first Dark Souls. You know, you could get one ending or the other one, and a third ending is you just turn the game off and don't play anymore. Wow, that's deep. All right, so this has been episode 276. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes up to you and says, hey, your wife is in danger, you need to save her. Also, they took your kitten. Don't worry, she's not your wife, but that is your kitten. And I was really sad because I got there like... Right when it was, right when the trailers were already going, mm-hmm. and I missed the entirety of a trailer except for the last part. And I, as soon as I saw the image on screen, I went, "Oh my god, they they're making an Obama movie, and they are." Oh yeah, yeah. And about, I just went, "What about uh, him? His and Michelle's first date? What? Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm excited. Let's do it." This is the discussion. For Hardcore Henry. Welcome. Uh, let me open this up by saying I just read the trivia, and apparently there is a comic prequel to this film. What? Uh, and it's... Does it explain I don't know how the you bad get to, guy gets his powers? It's called Hardcore Akon. What? So, there you go. Uh, the movie doesn't explain it, but this comic damn might. Damn it. I gotta buy that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably free online. Come on. Um, I'm searching. So, in this film... Oh, it's on Comixology. There's a point where you find out that everything Henry knows is a lie. His wife is not his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he's fighting for is not what he's fighting for. Yep. Uh, the man, Charlotte Copley's character, uh, who uh, 20 minutes in the film gets shot in the head and crashes a car and then shows up five minutes later as a homeless man who then catches on fire, mm-hmm. who then shows up 10 minutes later How as How do you like that? Look at this guy, guy with this dumb jacket coming up. <laughs> oh, I was like ready for that he to be sticks, something, sticks and then it's actually him, and I was like, "Well, here we go." Oh man! Um, uh, we find out that that's his character is the one who essentially made the technology that allowed Henry to be hardcore. Mm-hmm. He's um, been funding it, and uh, he is using his own technology to make c- cyber clones of himself, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, who and the, the fun part of that is that they each have a different personality, and that's the, that's where I think the real fun comes in with his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his character's name? He had a funny name. Who? Charlotte Copley. Copley. Uh, he plays Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, and there are many different Jimmys. There's a lot of Jimmys. Uh, like the first Jimmy you meet is kind of like a no nonsense cop type, and then the second one's a homeless guy, and mm-hmm. then uh, was the third one the one in in the strip club? Yeah. 
yeah who was kind of like a weird uh uh 70s guy yeah like a sleazeball they had a they had a punker later and then you meet the real jimmy in that moment Mm -hmm. uh who's like a you know of course he's a a, you know a nerd type or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um he's a scientist yeah then the punk like the punk guy there's the world war one i love the world war one french guy yeah that that's my favorite one. He's fantastic, uh, and the punk guy's pretty great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and the sniper army guy, right? In the <sighs> geely suit. There's some good. <laughs> this it's like fun. It's like weird um, how he can just keep popping up, you know. And the hippie, the hippie guy. Oh yeah, the hippie. Yeah. Oh geez, like <laughs> it allows for a lot of fun for yeah. Chateau Copley, which is I think that's essential to mm-hmm. putting him in a film is to give him something fun to do. Right. That's he, why I mean he ends you look up playing at, a bunch of different versions of the same character. Look, I love. The A Team, mm-hmm. that film, The A Team, yeah, with Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, Charlotte Copley, and Charlotte Copley, and uh, uh, he was a he's a he's some kind of a fighter. Yeah, yeah, or, he was a pilot, and he went AWOL and kind of lost his mind a little bit. Yeah, so he's a, he's off his. Yeah, he's he, off his, They get him. They get, let him play crazy. Yeah, and there's even a, a fun moment in the film where he's like, "Oh, I'll 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 be the guy. I can speak South African or mm-hmm. whatever that language he." says that he can speak mm-hmm. and he actually can uh which is fun because he's actually from from there like mm-hmm. the actor like uh that's how he came came into acting through that uh um, because yeah, the district first 9. film i ever saw him, yeah it was district nine mm-hmm. which is uh, still a fantastic film yeah uh and even like uh, elysium wasn't great but his part in elysium was kind of great you just you just get him to be a little nuts he was he's so fun. He's fun to watch. he was hardcore in that film i was like oh man mm-hmm because I saw District 9 and then Elysium. <laughs> so to have that yeah. difference was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find out all these things uh, that the character doesn't... That basically every, there, there's not just one. Hardcore Henry is one of an army. Yeah. And that army... And he's is, just a prototype too. He's not even going to be... The yeah. army they're making is better mm-hmm. than, what he, than what he is. Yeah. They were kind of essentially testing out their theory, which is you got to give someone a reason to fight. Yeah. And, and that what reason, reason will be love. Yeah. What is the biggest motivator yeah. to get someone to commit violence? Mm-hmm. Love. And so it's like, it's extra, you know, uh, heartbreaking and, you know, uh, like, I don't know. It really, it really gets you going when you find out that, that the, his wife is not his wife. I and was real mad too. Yeah, like you're, you're just like, well, she's gonna get what's coming to her. <laughs> Everyone's gonna get what's coming to them yep, now. Everyone. Henry's got some a fight to fight, mm-hmm. and he fights off all of these, uh, you know, cybernetic soldier guys. Yep. Using his fight skills, and with the first one, he steals the guy's power source, which yeah. is why they're so much stronger than him. Mm-hmm. So that puts him on par yeah. with one of them, but they are all just awakened. Yeah. So he doesn't have, I mean, he's gaining experience Mm -hmm. and becoming better as he's been Mm -hmm. fighting this whole movie. Mm -hmm. So, and now he has the added thing. Now he's not only fighting for love, now he's also fighting for revenge. And kind of freedom in a sense. And freedom. Yeah. And to show, you know, like, so he has that added Mm -hmm. oomph that none of the other ones do, Mm -hmm. which is why I think he overcomes and, and wins. Definitely. And in some gnarly ways, I do. I, I do want to talk though about um, was it Dimitri? The the Jimmy tells him to go go get his power source from Dimitri, uh-huh. and Dimitri's another another prototype who's yep. kind of living. Slick Dimitri, by the way, yeah. is uh, uh, played by someone who also does some of the Henry stuff. Oh wow! So that's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> meta stuff. Yeah, 
But yeah, um, Andre, Andre, uh, yeah, Slick Dimitri, he's mm-hmm. called. And so he gets his power. He basically just goes through the chest and takes out. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes of just let's do some surgery. Let's just well, let's just punch into a chest and take a battery that's behind the heart. Mm-hmm. Like that's like oh geez. Um, but I really like that scene where he, he when he sneaks in there and then the the firefight that ensues, um, where Dimitri's like playing like. Do you think he's actually like knocked out or what was that? Because he's sitting in that chair not moving, and then as soon as. Henry tries to make a move on him. He gets up and starts fighting. Yeah, I think he's just pretending. You think he's just pretending? Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe he was like in a powered down state because the thing with Henry was that he couldn't, he wasn't going to be alive for very long either. Yeah, but I think he was in a powered down state because he had the power source. I think it was more just, it was a way to get him close so mm-hmm. they could show him that it was a trap. Okay. That's because when, I do, yeah. that's when uh, Akon's face comes up on all the monitors. Yeah. That was, I like that scene a lot because then he goes down the hallway. Mm-hmm. He like, there's the guy at the at the door that he punches out, then he closes that door and he uses that door for cover. Like, there's some, there's some fantastic choreography. Yeah, and the cinematography, like they make full use of the camera perspective. Mm-hmm. And when you when you think of the way a, a fight is designed in a movie or a action scene or whatever, and you get that from a perspective, you can play with things in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And they do that completely. And I don't know if I told you. Uh, there's a scene in this film where uh, the bridge scene mm-hmm. that I was telling yeah, you yeah, about yeah. earlier that they just did on a on a whim. Yeah. There's a part where uh, they slide down an escalator mm. and a woman gets, yeah, gets knocked that. down. That is not an extra. I saw that. It, what, you told me about that before the film. Yeah. And I was like, I'm looking out for all these things. And yeah. I was like, oh, that was good, though. And she, she goes down and he picks her up because <laughs> she's not an extra. Yeah. And she's 100% okay, thank God. Yeah. And that's the only reason why that's in the movie. But to have that and to have the other character who uh, the other actor to not skip a beat and yeah. slide down and kick him in the face yeah. is amazing. They just, the fight continues as soon as he picks her up. It's, he picks her up and then they just keep going. Yeah. I was like, dang. Dang, there's there's some crazy stuff in this movie. It's fantastic. Like even some of the parts where like after the after the the fight or whatever with Slick Dimitri, he mm-hmm. slides out a window and lands like in a trash dump, mm-hmm. and there are people standing around. I'm thinking like, are these extras? Like I, you never know who's who knows. Yeah, who's who's an extra and who's not. Like yeah. obviously they had to get the permission to get them in the film, but they might have just been people on the street after the fact. Yeah. because that woman who fell in the escalator, they got her permission after the mm-hmm. fact, and they said, hey, you're going to be in a movie. And she said yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, <laughs> logically, that could have happened in any number of these mm. scenes. Yeah, that was that was some good stuff. Yeah, that was that was a lot of the fun of the film was like seeing they're they're running in real locations and with real people. Around. Yeah, just everyone, anyone could be just an just a person, and anyone could be an extra. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I was really um when you get the the Jimmy reveal, mm-hmm. they go to Jimmy's lair or whatever. Yeah. And he comes out and he's uh, like in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and he has the video footage, of course, mm-hmm. of um, when Akon injured him. And that's why he's in the wheelchair. That's why he wants to fight Akon. Yeah. Um, like, and that's the musical moment that you're talking about where it gets like extra silly. Oh. But like what, um, like he turned on Henry like real quick there. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, oh, why are you transmitting? Like, I don't know. Do you think that he what was he going to do like with Henry anyway? Was he going to use him the whole time or yeah, do you think he was, he was kind of helping him along because he saw Henry as, as because I feel like he always knew Henry was a prototype mm-hmm. and 
but he didn't know that Henry was kind of a double agent, and Henry didn't know. Mm-hmm. Henry didn't know that he was yeah he was being used the whole time by yeah. his fake wife yeah, and yeah. and transmitting the location. I mean, it makes sense when when that scene happens. Everything else in the film makes sense. Why there's multiple Jimmys mm-hmm. and why the bad guys keep showing up everywhere where he is. Yeah, yeah. And from that point on, you know, like the stakes have been raised, mm-hmm. and I feel like. They it makes sense how they kind of turn on each other mm-hmm. and then they come to you know like a an uneasy truce, yeah, yeah, essentially. Uh, oh, and then there's um the confrontation that happens there at the lair, um, with, with the, the elevator, well the, well, the elevator, and then the there's kind of like from the beginning, there was this like lead task force guy oh the sniper section yeah well the the, uh, the like the the guy who was at the beginning even who was like i'm gonna take you in mm-hmm. but he's speaking in russian right like mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that they they mix in like yeah because jimmy speaks english in... akon speaks english mm-hmm. well he's is just like a with an accent mm-hmm. um and even the wife but then the like that task force leader is speaking in russian like even i think slick dimitri says something in russian mm-hmm. like they kind of mix and match it's very much sent had set in Eastern mm. Europe. Do you think the, the subtitles kind of threw you off having a first person view with subtitles? No. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of wish they'd played with that somehow, like found a way to mm. like, like translate, maybe auto translated or maybe, mm. I don't know, maybe he just, we wouldn't have subtitles. I don't think there was a lot of essential information in the uh, subtitles. Like it would have been interesting in the beginning if the subtitles showed up as Russian and then like decoded into English for maybe. us or something. Or like some kind of, because we see a couple a of times, yeah, we see a couple of times like a kind of overlay. Mm-hmm. There's even like it, at the beginning, his eyes are facing different directions. Because they're outside of his head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that happens again halfway through. And then at the end, even they play with that a lot Yeah, of like how his eyes, since they're cybernetic eyes, they can detach mm-hmm. and go out of his head. I mean, that's how he, kills Akon. That's, right. That was horribly disgusting uh-huh. and terrifying yep. that he uses his eye to strangle and it, that was nuts. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. That was crazy. But yeah, like I kind of wondered how he was going to defeat Akon because he, he seemed limitless with his mm-hmm. powers. I thought Akon was going to kill himself by overexerting his powers. Well, he kind of does. It seemed like when he... It's a bit of both. Yeah, when he used it too much, his like nose started to bleed. Like, it, it seemed like him. it really hurt him. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, a little bit was like nothing, but at the end, he's lifting up himself. You know, entire Parts structures. Of the yeah, yeah. That's like crazy. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't know. That last fight is like it's a little long for a last fight, but it it kind of had to be. Like you, yeah. you had to see him take down. Yeah. Dozens, like just does. dozens of of these of these just mindless fighters and using the entire environment. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So. um you know, hashtag maybe spoilers, like much like ex machina. What do you think is going to happen with Henry now? Like, uh, you know, it's in a similar situation where now he's, I mean, he has a power source, but what's he going to do when he runs? Like he's eventually going to run out. Right. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like, like that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I mean, he's had his revenge. He's also kind of saved the world. Yeah. Because all the... um, Because he was making that army to topple governments. Yeah, he said, we're going to march them on the White House. Yeah. Like, Akon was going to take over the world, essentially, Mm -hmm. or try to. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, if Akon's made this, who knows what other people in other parts of the world has also made. Like, I could easily see a sequel to this film involving just just another location with another 
who knows what it starts like the beginning of metal gear solid have you ever played metal gear solid on no, playstation no, one no, no. it starts where it's this like kind of cool cinematic where it's just a naked man in a cell and they're just briefing him mm-hmm. of like hey this is your mission and if you don't like it, we're going to kill you. So you need to do this mission. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you're going to die. Uh-huh. And just, just I can imagine like the sequel to this movie where he's just in a cell. And they're like, if you want out, if you want to keep living, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, were there any times where you felt queasy at all? No. Yeah, I didn't no, no. either. No, the last time that I felt even a little bit dizzy in a film was it i can't remember now if it was it was either gravity or interstellar i can't remember oh yeah because there are a couple times in that where i think there's i think in interstellar there was there's one scene where very like and christopher nolan's kind of a genius in this respect where he used like actual practical lighting effects in a practical situation yeah they did the same thing when something was spinning yeah but gravity it didn't have i remember various i think it had to have been interstellar because it was in some kind of a Maybe it was The Martian. Jesus Christ, all these space movies. But there's, I think it was Interstellar where they had practical lights spinning outside they, of they did that a window. And it just like, oh boy, that one. It was, I was like, like realistic oh, wow. that to was, like where the sun was and the earth and the moon. Mm-hmm. Rather than like CGI it in later where mm-hmm. it, it can have that kind of sheen of fakeness to it. Like this was. And you could just imagine like, man, that act being on that scene. Yeah. Rough day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, this film. This, that kind of stuff doesn't get to me. Like yeah. I was fine in Cloverfield. No, I was fine in Benson said he couldn't handle Taken. Yeah. So. No, this yeah. was. This was good. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. To see a film like this, I don't know. And I, I felt, man, they just did some cool stuff. Like there's a there's a part in the trailer where he's, he's uh, on top of the van and he throws a grenade in there and like gets launched up with the explosion and then lands on the motorcycle. Like mm-hmm. there's. It's it's a smart film with the way it uses scenes and action in his perspective. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool, man. It's it's fun watching the main character get put in a situation and and fighting his way out of it. And it, it doesn't it doesn't get old. Like I was not bored a single second in this film. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was exciting the whole way through. Exciting and fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very gruesome though. Oh yeah, did not shy away like because I feel like more gruesome things have happened in other films, but because of our perspective, we are, it's in our face. Yeah. We are seeing it mm-hmm. up close and personal. And so that might be a little off-putting to people, but I feel like this film's definitely worth watching. I might, I might pick it up when it comes out. I might own it simply because it's, it's something crazy. It's something that's never been done before. So, mm. Uh, all right. Uh, so this has been our discussion for Hardcore Henry. If you stick around, you'll get the discussion for Keanu. Keanu. All right. So now we're doing the discussion for Keanu. Nice. Uh, this cat starts out, as you described in the first scene, mm. uh, it's present at a shootout between the Allentown brothers, uh-huh. also played by a Key and Peele. Yeah. And a uh, Mexican cartel. Yeah. And uh, it belongs the to out. the Mexican cartel's leader's cousin. Yeah, it's uh, at, by the end of the film. Who's got? Who's like controlling? Because it's a drug den where they're preparing the drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, during when the shootout happens, the cat jumps out and runs out. Yeah, um, has a moment with one of the Allentown bro- brothers. Yeah, uh, who I think are named Smoke and Oil Dresden. Yeah. Is that a thing? That's a what reference. It's, that's what I know it that's what it here. says. I don't think they ever say their names in the movie. No. 
Um, uh, and then and then runs away mm-hmm. and shows up at uh, Jordan Peele's doorstep. Yeah, and um, and then from there it gets taken by the blips and given to Method Man, mm-hmm. the leader of the blips. Yes, Cheddar. Who, who, Cheddar. Oh, right, you're right. Oh my gosh, how could I forget Cheddar? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and has proceeded to get dressed up, mm-hmm. and then used as as collateral because yeah, Peel's character wants the cat back. Yeah, and Key and Peel are are mistaken for the Allentown brothers, and they go with it. They yeah. just roll with it. Roll with it. Yeah, which I think that makes it to me that makes it a little more funny that they're mistaken for them, and it's the same actors playing both. Yeah, and even though they wear like kind of like a heavier makeup and yeah, hair over their eyes, different. yeah, you can still tell it's them. I know, I knew it was them uh-huh. right away. I was like, yeah. oh, they're playing it. They're doing a sneak here. I like yep. it. I like it when when actors can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get mistaken for them, not by sight, just by the fact that oh, these are two guys that are showing up on the scene. Who that could they no be? No one knows. Yeah. and something just happened recently, mm. and they say they're connected somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're trying to get the cat back. So at some point, this is where Cheddar must find out that there's the bounty on their on the Allentown brothers' right. heads. And we, I love that. There's no, there's no hint to that. No. At all. No. Like we have no idea. No. And when he says, oh, there's a big job tomorrow morning. I need you guys. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps trying to offer them more money to stay. Yeah. It's kind of like, huh, I wonder what's... Yeah. yeah. you don't really know what's going on, though. That's you think it's weird. just dangerous and just, you know, just mm-hmm. a me- messed up situation. Right. Um, oh, in the same way, like, I, I, it wasn't as big a payoff as I thought, but I knew that as soon as... Um, the uh, uh, keys. His character's wife mm-hmm. goes off with that other guy. Oh, you can tell. for their daughters to have a, yeah. a, a you know a vacation or whatever yeah. over the weekend. I was kind of like, oh, this is going to pay off. Like something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. The wife isn't showing up. Yeah. Uh, even even Key is like, mm, that's a little weird. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. And I like. I mean, where it goes sucks, but I like Key's reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all it all kind of works out. Yeah, it does. Um and then uh so this cat then becomes it's now okay, the the weird thing, Anna Ferris is in this film as herself. Oh god. Uh which I didn't think they were gonna do it as herself until then all of a sudden he goes like, Oh, I loved you in the house bunny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, where are they gonna go? And she goes, Oh, thank you. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is exactly that's yeah, her. That's like, her. That's just supposed to be her. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> and then when she gets shot, I was like what <laughs> what is going what on? What is going on? <laughs> and then at the end when they reveal that she's okay. Yeah. Like, oh, we just get, you know, celebrities, celebrities to help. To help. It's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Cuz I mean, I thought it was doing a zombie land thing. Oh, I where I'm happy that she survived. I think that is amazing. <laughs> I think the 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 mythos that that sets up mm-hmm. of the local police coming to celebrities to help with drug deals is amazing. Yeah. And I hope I hope it's even a little true. <laughs> uh, but then, so then, uh, Luis Guzman is in this film, not as himself, but as no. like the leader of the Mexican cartel. Right. And wants the cat and he wants, because he knows that it belongs not just to the, his well, cousin. He, he, it's initially uh, the bounty is set for the Allentown brothers. And then he sees the but cat. But then he sees the cat and he goes, oh good, I'll take the cat too. Yeah. And that's where Cheddar goes, no, I'm going to be no. keeping that cat. Yeah, yeah. And that's then, not how it works. Then he goes, well, that's a deal breaker. So you either give me that cat or you don't get the, the money. Mm-hmm. And so then they kind of they kind of separate for a minute. And then the shootout begins. Yeah. And then what was really delightful in that shootout was that uh, as <laughs> uh, Key's character is pointing out like, oh, they're communicating. They're like, oh, give me a clip. Yeah, his business, <laughs> his his business, business management has... <laughs> that he's been doing with them the whole time is working. Yeah. And that's just so silly, but I love it. Yeah. In, in slow-mo, you get them like communicating. Mm-hmm. 
That's so. And they're better. They work better together because yeah, of it. Yeah, their teamwork is on point. So funny. Yeah. And then that kind of reaches like this weird, crazy climax where they end up back in front of the house. I love that it turns into a car chase scene. Yeah. Well, you have to have a car chase. It's so funny. Come on. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, and like the whole culmination of, you know, saving the cat. You know, the the lady in the crew is a double, like she's a jump 20, 22 Jump Street style yep, reveal. Undercover, yep. Um, which I, I just, I, I almost wanted her to not be an undercover cop and yeah. her just be pulling a trick just to save because them Because she something. cares about them. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, she could tell that they were not, not who they said they experienced were. at all. And you, when, when, you, when you realize that at the end of the film and you look back over the whole film, mm-hmm. you're like, she knows they're idiots the whole Yeah, time. from the right first scene. Yeah, because she knows, if she's a cop, she knows who the Allentown brothers are. Yeah. She knows what they look like. She probably knows where they are, mm-hmm. you know? But she's there to get cheddar. Yeah, like, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, and then, like, the, the I'd say just semi-realistic ending mm. of them actually having to go to yeah, jail for... Yeah, they have to go to jail. That's great. ...a period of time. Yeah. You know, you look at a lot of the... commit crimes. Well, yeah, and you look at other action films that are set in, like, that heightened reality of, uh-huh. like, oh, he killed the bad guy, so he'll get off. Like, yeah, it won't matter no. that he blew up a building or yeah. crashed a car nope. or stole a car right. or... There some or, ramifications. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of, it's, it, I don't know. It's kind of fun. I don't, I and mean, they get, they get put in the handcuffs and they're like, no, yeah, that makes sense. We yeah. did, we did commit a bunch of crimes. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. He punches that guy. The guy shows up right when everything's going down. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, what happened here? And he goes, there's dead bodies on my front yard and punches him in the face. Yeah. Oh God. And the wife loves it. Yeah. Cause he's, there's a part in the film where he realizes he's like, oh, if I stand up to other people, if I stand up for myself, I'm standing, I'm standing up, standing up, up for my, my wife and my daughter. Yeah. And then that means my wife will appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that kind of weird. It's so good. Uh, sense going on there. I don't know. It's fun. I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I super enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I think this movie will have a better, like a long, a good, a, a good, good life tale. on DVD. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, it, it you know the people aren't going to go see it in theaters long, so much anymore, but it's going to be one of those films that people talk about, and mm-hmm. it's going to get rented a whole bunch. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna make more movies together. Yeah, and I, th- I think they should. I think this is a fantastic first film mm-hmm. for them to be helming. Mm-hmm. So good on them. Mm-hmm. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>